You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers! Happy Friday! Oh my goodness, we made it to the end of another week. I am vibing so high. We have some really, really amazing things happening behind the scenes here all for you guys, and I am so excited. I also love surprises. They make me literally so happy. I love getting surprises, and I love surprising other people. I'm a little bit evil because I love to, like, dangle it in front of people's faces that I know something they don't know, but it's because surprises are so great. Oh my gosh, especially my surprises. I make sure they're really thought out. Oh, love it. Love it so much. So, surprises coming down the pipeline to you guys, and I'm super stoked. I'm like busting at the seams. I can barely keep it together. I want to tell you so bad. Ah, stay tuned cool things happening. Happy Friday. What's happening in your life? I know really awesome things are happening in your life. If things aren't happening in your life that are really awesome and they're actually really crummy, um, hang tight. Generally, when my life gets like that, it's a springboard and I know that good and better things are just on the horizon, I promise. And I watch it kind of play out in my friends and my family's life. It's it's all the time. It's much harder to remember that when you're in the dumps, but I promise, hang tight and it does get better. It's often a springboard. Just remind yourself, things get better. This is temporary and things are going to skyrocket for me. Thank you so much for spending some of your Friday with me. I do not take for granted the time that you give me. I really don't. I um, I hold time on a pedestal. My time is very precious, and so I understand and respect that your time is very precious, and I really, really, really appreciate you giving me a slice of your day each Tuesday and Friday. You're listening to episode number 56 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, another Friday free talk. Today I'm diving into car seats because September is Car Seat Safety Awareness Month and my dearest friend Katie Dismukes, uh, love her to pieces. She is a manager and has managed targets for a couple years and she is totally in the know. So she texted me and said, car seat safety would be amazing for your podcast. And here we are. She's right. This is something that I get asked about all the time. And honestly, up until this point, I always referred people on. But I decided this was probably the universe telling me that I needed to learn, educate myself so that I could help support my clients. 
So I began my search with um, some statistics and it turns out that one of the leading causes of death in children ages 1 through 13 is actually car crashes and it's due to uh, kids being in the wrong car seat because a lot of parents don't understand the differences in car seats and or they're installed wrong and or the children are not strapped in correctly and or um, they have the wrong car seat. So not all car seats fit all cars and not all car seats fit all children. Um, this is really important to know. So there's a lot of things that are actually really important to know. So that's what this episode is is all about. And that statistic came from um, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website. And you can find it at nhtsa.gov. Um, but there are, there are three types of car seats that you can get for your babe. So, obviously, when you have a brand new baby, you want to make sure that you have a car seat that is actually fitted for newborns. Um, and you have a couple options here. You can get one that's all in one and it will grow with your child. And that's a really cost effective way to do this. But then some people prefer to have ones that are like special made for newborns. I don't know if it necessarily matters. I didn't look into all of that because um, I want that to be something that you do. I want you to feel comfortable with what you're buying. But newborn car seats are very important to, to leave the hospital with. Here's the thing. Your newborn, you know, they can contort into like all sorts of ways and they're very noodly and kind of limpy and... Um, yeah, they're, they're slippery in a sense, not like slippery like when they first come out, but they're like, I don't know, you can like drop them easy. You have to be very careful and delicate with newborns. So having the right car seat for this, um, this period in your child's life is obviously very important. This is a rear-facing car seat. So this is for children, this particular car seat is for children newborn to usually eight or nine months. Um, this car seat is small and portable and it's only rear facing. It has a harness and in a crash it will cradle your child um, because it moves with them to reduce the stress that's on their neck and their back. So as the car seat moves forward, um, the cushions kind of cradle into your child and they they absorb the impact. Um, that's to protect your kids. So obviously, you want this when you have a newborn and a baby. You have to think that a lot of things in your baby when they're born are not developed. Um, they have a lot of developing that still needs to happen. And if, if, if something happens like a car crash and they go through something very impactful like that, you definitely want their little bodies to be protected. Um, so rear-facing um, car seats. And it's very important to have a newborn one when you leave the hospital. So then you have the convertible seat. And this is something that grows um, kind of with your child. And it does what it says it does. It converts. It's the convertible. And it converts from rear-facing to forward-facing, which brings us to our next type of car seat. 
forward facing. So um, you want your child to be ready to turn around to the forward facing type. And this is on um, height and weight right now, but there's talk of the town that this might have just changed or is about to change. So combination is another type of forward facing, but this is forward facing into a booster seat. So it comes after the convertible. So you will need something that converts your child um, or you'll have to buy a whole new car seat for the forward facing. And then, um, so the combination kind of transition us from forward facing to our next type of car seat, which is the booster seat. Um, and the combination will, again, take you from forward facing into the booster seat. The The arms just kind of, fall, the back falls away and the arms kind of fall away in some of them. But a booster seat is just something that sits in your car and it assists in positioning the seat belt so that it fits properly over the stronger parts of your child's body to help your child be secure in an, in a seatbelt that's actually made for adults. So when they make seatbelts, they're not taking into consideration too much young children. So um, kiddos that kind of have outgrown the car seat, and you'll know you'll know it because their feet will like hang over, their knees will actually be like at the car seat, or the straps at their shoulders will no longer fit, or um, it won't go around their waist anymore. <laughs> like I've seen all sorts of stuff. Their legs won't fit between them and the, the seat anymore. There's been all sorts of things. You'll have clear that your child has outgrown their car seat, but then you can get them into a booster seat because most children are not ready and won't be ready. It won't, it's not generally a few months either. It's like they need to be in a booster seat for a significant amount of time so that they have time to grow into a body that is big enough to be in uh, uh, a seatbelt that's made for adults. If you've ever seen me, um, I am a very small person and I was in a booster seat for ages. To be honest, I could probably use a booster seat right now at 27 years old, but I can't bring myself to do it. So yeah, you know, your child should be in a booster seat for a bit just to ensure their safety. So um, the three kinds are rear-facing, forward-facing, and booster. And then in that, you have the infant, the convertible, the all-in-one, and the combination. Um, your boosters, you also have a couple types in there. Um, it's with a high back, which sounds exactly what it is, and that can be removed. Um, this is ideal because, right, you can remove the back whenever your child is ready, but if you find that it's actually not that safe, you haven't invested any money in a booster seat, you can just add the the backpack. Um, you can add the backpack. Huh? Um, and then there's the backless kind, which I think is probably what comes to mind when a lot of people think about the word booster seat. Um, and then there's a combination, which is the same as the forward-facing combination. It takes you from forward-facing to, um, to the booster seat with a harness. And the all-in-one is just newborn to booster. So pretty cool. Um, kind of a really condensed, compact list to help break it down to the very basics. There's a lot of choices in car seats. You should definitely dedicate a lot of time to looking into a car seat into one that is um, 
compatible with your car, compatible with your lifestyle. So if you're on the go a lot, you do not want to have a very heavy car seat if you are planning on using that as a baby carrier as well. It just doesn't make sense. You need to know if it's heavy or light. Um, if you don't ever plan on doing that, it's totally fine. If you want something that straps into your stroller, you want to make sure that A, you either get a, a system where it's the entire thing, the, the base for your car, the car seat, the carrier, it snaps into a stroller. There's all sorts of things that it can do. Um, it packs up generally really nice and, and tight and tiny. Or that there are um, adapters out there that will allow you to use a car seat from this brand with a stroller of this brand and that those adapters aren't like a gazillion dollars because they definitely can be extremely costly when it comes to investment. If it's worth it, go for it, 100%. I just encourage you to look at all of your options. Now, obviously, like, hello, I'm he he. Hopping over to drivinglaws.aaa.com, I wanted to look into the national recs. So state laws will vary um, based on states, but here is what the national recommendations are. So newborn to two is that you keep your child rear facing. At that point, it is safe to turn them around to be forward facing and they can stay that way until generally around six years old. For me, again, it was much longer. It's going to vary on your child, just like the two years old part. They might stay in there until they're three. It's totally your call. Um, and then they, they move up to a booster at about six. Maybe it's eight. Maybe it's ten. Um, and then they stay in the booster until they're ready to be on a car seat by their, you know, by themselves. Most places recommend around eight years old not letting your child um, be strapped into a, a seatbelt until around eight years old. So just know that. And I would assume that is a very large um, eight-year-old, someone who is, you know, of, of a good substance eight-year-old so be very careful putting your child in a seat belt before they're ready just think about how easy it would have been to have a booster seat in there and just make that their norm this is just what they expect when they get in the car rather than have an accident so I mentioned earlier that a lot of things were based on height and weight so I wanted to obviously Look into that. So for for a lot of things, or actually for everything, it's very specific to each manufacturer. So you need to look at your manufacturer and what they um, recommend. I was going to say prescribe. <laughs> what they recommend for their products. They have designed this product with a very um, intentional purpose, and they have thought things out. Very well out, I promise. Very well thought out things. And you want to you wanna be following what they recommend. So look into that. But in general, rear facing, um, it's, it is based on height and weight. Um, but for infant toddlers, they usually recommend uh, anywhere from 35 to 40 pounds is the max. And at 32 to 35 inches. So if your child is, you know, in those numbers, they're probably safe to move up to a toddler preschool um, 
seat of forward facing. So kids that have outgrown that can change up and then you stay at forward facing until you're about 40 to 80 pounds, um, usually 57 inches tall or so. So when they're ready to like ride the rods at Six Flags and stuff. <laughs> Isn't that funny that that's how I know that? But yeah, um, 40 to 80 pounds, 57 inches, riding rides at Six Flags, you can probably move up to a booster seat. And then they recommend that you stay in that, honestly, until 8 to 12 years old or until a belt fits comfy. They find that that average child is 4'9 when they um, move up to just a seat belt. Um, the all-in-ones are a little different. Obviously, they have a very large range, but the, the all-in-ones, which are the infancy forward, um, the infancy rear facing all the way through the forward facing and the back high uh, booster and the backless booster, all of it, the forward, all of it, all the things. It is five pounds, so a little baby, to 120 pounds. So a, a good sized child, again, a good sized child. That's more than I weigh, 120 pounds. I need a booster. Oh my goodness. Yes. So the all-in-ones, they generally also go up to, again, if your child can ride six five rides, then they're probably safe, 52 to 57 inches tall. So there you go. Those are all kind of the things you need to take in consideration when you think about turning your child around from rear-facing to forward-facing or doing the forward-facing to um, any sort of booster seat or... Um, yeah, any kind of change with your seatbelts and stuff, you should probably take in consideration all of these things. So on that same website, drivinglaws.aaa.com, uh, they kind of broke it down into specific questions, and um, I broke it down, I think, even further. So visit their website, see what they have. They have a lot of useful information, but here's what I walked away with. Is it easy to use? I've already talked about that. Does it match your lifestyle? That's really important. It's a really top complaint that I hear is that, like, this just isn't good for our lifestyle. I could see why people love it but it's just not for me um it includes like the base the installation the weight like you guys you really need to consider this i promise easy to adjust so do things like you know the shoulder straps do they adjust easily that um, button up their belly do they adjust easy does the chest slide up and down easily but does it stay secure you know does it, the installation again is it easy um things like that because if you take it from rear facing to forward facing to booster, the installation is all going to be different on that. You want to make sure that it adjusts easy if you get that all in one. Um, is it latch compliant? So you need to look this up and make sure that you know what you're looking for. Um, but it's L-A-T-C-H. And it stands for lowered anchors and tethers for children. And it is a safety standard that all car seats are um, like held up against your car seat needs to meet the standards for latch compliance. Next is, is the, is the car seat easy to clean? Um, your car seat's going to go through a lot. Car seats get really gross. Children are nasty just at the end of the day. They're dirty. They're gross. It's okay. It helps them. They need to have this time to be dirty and gross, but 
That means their stuff is dirty and gross, and that means this car seat that's in your car is going to get dirty and gross, and you want it to be easy to clean. So you want to make sure that um, it doesn't have a lot of pieces, that it doesn't have, like, super fancy fabric, or um, if it does and you plan on taking it to the dry cleaner, and that's totally fine. You just need to make sure that you remember to order a couple covers or you'll never be able to take it to the dry cleaner and also put your child in the car at the same time. You won't be able to put your child in the car without the cover. Let's just say it like that. Um, and then finally, does it look comfy? Just remember that your baby is riding in this, right? So take in consideration that it is comfy. You want your baby to enjoy their car seat. So all babies, not all babies, you know I don't like to do the extremes, most babies, many babies, a lot of babies. It's very common. Babies don't love the car seat, okay? It's just a thing. They don't love it. They especially go through periods where they don't love it. But what you can do to increase the chances that maybe they will love it. Maybe you'll have an off baby that really loves their car seat, which is super lucky. I, oh my gosh, what would I do to have a baby that loves their car seat? I don't even know. But you better bet I'm going to get a car seat that looks comfy because if I would want to sit in it, I know my baby would want to sit in it. And hopefully that will keep them a little calm if they're comfy and they're cozy and they don't have to be too far from me. So looking at the list, there were a couple things that I particularly wanted to add. And the first thing was you want to consider... Um, when you have multiple cars, so if you have a nanny, if you have a family member that will always be transporting your child or visiting or whatever, if you just like to have an extra one, if both um, parents are going to have one, if all of the family cars are going to have one, you want to include things like the base and accessories and add-ons and all the things that you might have to buy. So if you were to buy for one car, if it's going to be expected in the other cars, you want to think about those costs. Next, you want to think about um, how your baby's strapped in. So the two things that really stuck out in my mind that weren't specifically um, talked about I didn't, I didn't walk away with was the chest strap. So I see so many pictures on Facebook and it literally makes me so sick to my stomach. I get nauseous almost. Um, oh my goodness, it makes me so scared. Is the chest strap... You, you guys, okay, so let's listen. Chest strap, it goes on the chest. Please, 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 please put this chest strap on the chest. So it goes, it should go um, like between your baby's nipples, okay? Even on very small babies, it's a little, it's okay if it's a little bit on their chest, you know, and their, their face might hang down. It's okay as long as they can breathe. You would rather it be... Um, a little bit higher than lower of their nipple line. And I'll tell you the reason. Well, I've already told you the reason. The reason is because, remember, they're so, um, they're so noodly. They're so kind of, they're not so squirmy, but they just kind of, you know, melt. And if something were to happen, you want their shoulders to be strapped in. You want them to be secure. You want their shoulders to be blocked essentially from being able to get out. This in no way means put this on your baby's neck. It should be a safe distance away from your baby's neck, but definitely on the line of their nipples. If you had to choose to go a little bit up or a little bit down, you should choose a little bit up. Next is the tightness. So you want the tightness of this car seat. There's a lot of times where I see Baby's just not strapped in um, tight enough. And again, you have to think that your babies are so 
noodly. They're so, they just kind of wiggle and squirm and like contort in all sorts of ways. If you were to have something impactful, you would want them to be snug and secure. So you want to be able to get maybe a finger between your child's you know, chest and their shoulder area and then definitely their belly and probably like their legs or their crotch, but not much more. You don't want them to have too much wiggle room. You definitely want them to be able to breathe and a lot of babies have little fat rounded bellies. So if that's the case, be cognizant of that. Don't strap them in so that you're going to squeeze their milk up and they're going to have, you know, tummy issues. That's doesn't make any sense, but definitely make sure that they are snug. You want to make sure that if the car were to have to come to a complete stop very quickly um, or something were to happen from behind that your baby would not really have much room to go anywhere. Remember that the newborns when will, the newborn car seats will actually cradle your baby. So that's really nice and comforting to know. So just make sure that they're strapped really snugly, um, but with enough room to breathe and also be cognizant of their little bellies. So next, I want to mention winter jackets. I think this is something a lot of people don't know, and I don't know how a lot of people don't know it. I don't know how everybody, literally everyone, if you have anything to do with um, children, you should be telling parents this because I feel like it's something not a lot of people know. Winter jackets have to come off when you put children in car seats. They have to. They have to. It's not okay. They will slip out of the car seat. So there are things um, that if you will, if you want to put your child in the car seat and then also take them outside and you don't want to, um, you know, kind of put it back into the car seat, put the car seat back into the car and then unstrap your child, take the jacket off and strap them back up. It's totally your choice however you want to do it. But, and you have options, obviously. But the bottom line is that your child's winter gear has to come off. So anything, we just talked about the finger rule, anything that is going to add to your child's, um, we can like quote, quote unquote slipperiness that they might slip out of the car seat will add to that. Be cognizant of it. You don't want to add to that. So take that stuff off of your baby. Make sure that your baby is really, really snug and tight in the car seat, it's very important. It's super annoying. I get it. I am not a fan of the winter. I'm definitely not a fan of the snow. Um, but safety is not a place to cut corners. So, unfortunately, it's just something you have to do. Like your taxes, boo. So, this was mentioned, but I wanted to highlight it specifically because I've actually seen it a lot and it blows my mind. So, Car seats being in the right spot, you really, really, really want to make sure that your car seat is in the right spot. You should always have your um, car seat checked out by um, professionals and you can find car seat inspectors next to you or like near your area or whatever um, at nhtsa.gov. So back to that first website that I, that I had explored. Personally, I find YouTube very helpful. Um, people are on there and they're explaining how they installed it. So if you're a visual learner like me, um, you can really get a lot from YouTube. Obviously, this is not official and obviously those people don't 
have any kind of credits. Generally, they're just parents who have installed this. Um, well, with those videos and the instructions, I usually can figure it out and then you take it to a professional to make sure that it all checks out. Um, and this is true for any kind of transition. So when you make the transition from rear facing to forward facing, um, forward facing to booster, you should definitely be having this transition checked out by a professional too. I also wanna um, educate you on the five point harness. So this is uh, actually like what straps your babe in. So it consists of two shoulder straps, two waist straps, and one crotch strap between the legs. So everything comes um, above your, your child's shoulders or outside of their waist and it meets kind of um, at their pubic bone area. You wanna make sure with these straps, if possible, that they don't have to be re-threaded as you make these transitions um, in the car seat, especially with the all-in-ones that you buy because that is just so annoying. It's very tedious. It is very, um, it's challenging. I've done it a couple of times and it is very miserable. I no longer do it. I don't help people re-thread their car seats any longer because it is just a very miserable and daunting task for me. If you are so unfortunate as to have to re-thread your child's car seat, when you get that done, again, you should have this checked out by a professional. So moving on to money. Of course, I had to look into what these things cost. So it's a range, and it's a really, really wide range. There are um, your everyday car seats for $80 to $120. Um, they're really good car seats. They're, all the car seats that are on the market have to go through specific um, specific testing, very rigorous testing. Um, Premium-priced car seats go for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. There are car seats that are a couple hundred dollars, a hundred to two hundred dollars, and a lot of people have those as well. Car seats are something that you want to consider investing in. Um, so a hundred to two hundred dollars is um, probably the average person spends a hundred to two hundred dollars, maybe in the two hundreds on a car seat. But you want to make sure that they definitely have the five point harness, um, so you can rack up the bill of a car seat if you want like premium features um, and the premium features are all sorts of extra added things sometimes you just want those sometimes they make you feel extra safe sometimes I don't know why people buy them but they're an option so if that's your jam they're definitely out there for you so the all-in-one um, seats, the ones that go from newborn all the way to backless booster, it saves you money in the long run because it grows with your child. Um, it's totally safe and it's, again, been tested. The only problem is that it can't be taken out of the car. So you have to think about this when you are working with a tiny baby when that baby sleeps if that's a nap time and you need to get your baby out of the car every single time that happens are you willing to sit in the car you cannot 
get your child out of the car in this seat. It doesn't come out, right? So that take that option off the table. Is it worth it to you to save money on that and have to move your baby every time they sleep? Um, most parents say that the money spent on another infant seat is really well worth it because you have this ability to move a sleeping baby. Another thing that people say is that travel systems, um, you should look into them because a lot of people find that they're really worth the investment too. And it is a large chunk of change up front, um, but they consider that it's an upfront investment and that the money spent on travel systems are also really well worth it. Finally, I wanted to look into the safest car seats. Man, this is a, gosh, rabbit hole if I've ever seen one. So I'm going to leave the safety specs up to you. But what I can tell you is that all car seats that are on the market, they go through rigorous testing and retesting. That's how we get recalls. So if you get a recall on your child's um, car seat, you should definitely take it serious. If I ever come across recalls for infant products or food or obviously safety things like this, I always put them on our Facebook page. So you should definitely be following the Tranquility um, by Hee Hee Facebook page, the business page, because that's where I put all the recalls. It, it reaches um, it reaches all of our fans. So definitely be following that. But that is how we get we get recalls is because they go through rigorous testing to even be put out on the market. And then it's continuous retesting throughout everything, um, throughout time, throughout all of their upgrades, throughout um, anything, any kind of complaints that they get. If they get enough of them, they will begin to test these things. And, um, you know, we get, we get good recalls out of them. So that's nice. The final thing I wanted to say is don't ever buy a used car seat. So you will definitely find people who say, I bought a used car seat and it was totally fine. I bought a used car seat and it was in an accident and I was totally fine. I am totally comfortable buying a used car seat. That's good. If that is your jam, I support you in that. I do not, I will not make that decision for my own family. And as a professional, I cannot recommend that. I do recommend that you always change out your car seats um, after you have an accident. You need to buy new car seats every single time from the very beginning. Please don't buy used car seats. Um, and then again, every time that you make a change, you want to make sure that you're having that inspected. Your child's safety is number one. It is worth um, the hassle of having to find an inspector and travel to that inspector um, multiple times throughout your child's early childhood. It's just like for eight years, you guys, you're doing this for much longer. You're being a parent forever. So you can do eight years. It's a few trips in eight years too. It's all spread out. But take your child's car seat, buy an inspector to have it, um, to have it checked out so that you know everything is, is all set. So that's all I have about car seats. I hope that this was helpful. I hope it broke it down to a level where you can understand it because it's overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff out there about car seats. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of um, things out there that you can stumble upon, that you can read, that can scare you, that can convince you. Um, so I hope that I broke this down to, you know, forward-facing, rear-facing, 
boosters with bags, boosters without bags, um, the importance of why you need to have your child strapped in the correct way, and the car seat in the right position and um, installed the right way in your car. And I hope that you also walked away with a little bit of an understanding of when it's appropriate to make these transitions for your child based on their height and their weight and their size. Gosh, I hope this was helpful. Let me know if it was. Let me know if there's anything that I left out that you might need. You can send me an email. You know how to get a hold of me. You can contact me on Instagram or Facebook. Reach out, reach out. I love hearing from you guys. Happy, happy, happy Friday. I am so grateful that you chose to spend time with me. I hope that you go forth into this weekend and kick some serious ass and go into next week recharged AF. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers. <laughs>